so we're starting. <laughs> okay, just English, yeah. This is my podcast. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, when you have your own podcast, I'll speak Norwegian. You're the boss. All right. Okay, so welcome. This is the uh, yeah the first time then we're mm-hmm. recording Free to Fail podcast, uh, and I'm very happy that I have uh, four of my students with me today. Uh, they're not just dancers; they're future doctors, future teachers, future, you know, heroes. Yes, of tomorrow. Oh, thank you. That's sweet. And um, yeah, I thought we'd just sit down and have a little chat about anything and nothing, really. Mm. Um, I suppose before we, well, I kind of want to ask you. Okay, for those who are listening. Uh, I'm a dance teacher at Narvik Kultur Schooler, and you're part of uh, for Deepening this group, which is like um, yep. the yes. advanced dance class. And you've inspired me to start this podcast because uh, I talk a lot in my class. <laughs> yes, you kind do. Of, yeah. <laughs> and I thought maybe it's a good way to uh, to get my thoughts out, more therapeutic for myself, really. Um, yeah, and just discuss things. I, I'm as a teacher, I. I'm heavily invested in, in, in your education and your learning. And, and I kind of worry when we talk about things in class and sometimes I get the impression that no one's ever spoke to you about this or talked to you about it. So it, it's nice to have you all here and we get to do something yeah? and we just get to yeah. chat. So I suppose I want to ask you all a question. Like, First of all, before I ask you a question, let's go around the room and just introduce who we are. Okay, so yeah. you can go. Hi, I'm Melina. everything you need to know perfect yeah um i'm emmy and my name is sophie and my name is Thea. perfect yep and i want to know um what scares you the most about growing up like when you think about yeah it's a hard one (laughs) well you know so we'll take turns so selena you can go first we'll go clockwise around the room uh, a lot <laughs> a lot of things scare me I, I don't really have like one thing that uh, I thought about that really scares me if that makes sense I yeah. just, it just the fact that I have to do something all the time I think try to talk into the mic when you do okay. sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so, so just... the thought that you have to do something yeah like all the time mm. there's like a schedule and I need to follow it if that makes sense and there's expectations for me do you feel that do you not feel that like in everyday life with with school that yeah but but like it, it's not I, I don't think it's the same if that makes okay. sense <laughs> yeah I understand because school is yeah you, you have to go really to it it's not really a reality if that no it's not it, it's a whole new world mm. within the world and it's strange because in school, the people who you're around daily, like, are the most popular or, you know, that kind of thing, aren't necessarily going to be the most popular when they finish school. You know, the yeah. world changes. And, and it's those people who struggle to deal with reality. So the fact that you're thinking about that is very good. The fact that you're aware of it, because so many people will think that they'll go through their lives going, oh, yeah, I'm always going to be popular and always going to be loved. And when they get into the real world and they have interviews for jobs and you know meeting people they're they hit they're hit with reality and they're hit with this oh shit things aren't as easy as they were yeah but uh, okay i understand that emmy uh i think growing up like as a whole is very scary 
like having to having so many responsibilities and having to take care of myself and like not end up on the street like get actually getting an education and getting a job and having to get a house and like make new friends <laughs> i think that mm. scares me just like everything do you think it's it <laughs> do you think it's, do you think it's a a realistic future that you could end up on the streets if if things don't go the way that you hope like do you well no i have said that to my sister that if my life fails she already has an education so i'm just gonna live with her yeah just bum off her like yeah, yeah just you know get cocktails and yeah yes. eat her food and hang out movie night <laughs> yeah just yeah clean up after yourself you know if you're living there yeah mm -hmm. that's a good idea okay yeah sophia oh <laughs> Like in in general, I am uh, really uh, afraid of dying. Like, oh, that sounds so deep. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think that I am just uh, afraid of wasting my time, and uh, I want to do a lot of things. And if I die tomorrow, I am not like <laughs> how, how can I say it? I'm yeah, not, like I don't feel like I'm ready to finish. Yeah, I know. So, and, yeah. and this uh, whole situation with Corona and that we we can't do anything. So, uh, I. Do, do you think about de death often? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's <laughs> but that's good. Yeah, I, mean... I, I want to do a lot of things and uh, experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so you should. I mean, nobody knows what happens when we die no and, and i'm we... like i i am only 17 years old so <laughs> exactly yeah exactly but I, i mean i would say this in some countries they deal with death better than we deal yeah. like here in norway you know when someone dies i mean yes it's, it's tragic and it's awful but the dead aren't grieving you know it's just the, it's the survivors that, that grieve and it's the problem the person who's dead is dead mm. you know they're not stressing <laughs> or worrying about anything anymore no. um But yeah, we don't really deal with it that well in in this culture. But in other countries, especially like in South America, I think they have much more of a, a better way of dealing with it. Mm. But yeah, but death is also something I'd like to talk with you about at some point. <laughs> Good. How many of the last one, Um I think the things that scares me the most, it's the huge resp responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get when we grow up and when we get older how we're going to buy a house how we're going to take a loan and everything because we don't learn about it so i'm stressed for that yeah well, exactly i mean i i just bought my first house and i'm i'm 35 so i bought the house when i was 34 and that's a long time of renting yeah you know i moved away from home when i was 16 so oh. yeah i, I I mean, there are some people who obviously get help. I mean, Norway is strange because here it's very different to in England. In England, um, nobody owns any land. You know, the only people who own land are, you know, the wealthy. So if you were working class, say, 100 years ago, you didn't own your house that you lived in. You, you If you worked on a farm, you would just live there rent-free. And the landlord, the farmer, you know, the guy who owned the land would, would own the house. And he would say, you get to live here as long as you want, as long as you work on the farm. Mm. Now, the problem with that is if someone died. So, like, my grandparents, when my granddad's dad died, he was allergic to horses. Mm. But he worked with horses his whole life. 
So you can imagine that struggle. I mean, I'm asthmatic, and when I when my daughter goes horse riding, I can't go in the stables with her because I'm <laughs> like, you know, going to start suffocating. But yeah, so he he worked with the and he died very young. He died at like forty something. And so this is my great great granddad. And when he passed, he had worked with a Chivers factory. It's this like yeah, this jam factory back in England. And he, um, when he died, he, the the owner of the land, the Lord, basically told my granddad and his mum that they had to get out. And that's what happens. That's the reality of like, okay, now now you're on the streets, and basically you're left there for a week after the death. And then you have to move because then they have to employ someone else to work on the farm. And it is, it's this awful thing. So it's a good thing that you don't have to worry about that. You know? Yeah, you know, that, absolutely. You know, that you will. I mean, you will. It's strange because it, like hearing you talk about these things that you're, you're fearful of, I, I think it's very wise. Like my advice to anyone of your age would be to kind of make two lists. And in these lists have... Like in 10 years' time, you can do it in five years' time, you can do it in a year's time, it doesn't matter. But let's say in 10 years' time. So, for example, when you're, yeah, between 25 and 30, what's like your best case scenario of your life? So you write down all the things, if everything went really well in your life, okay, what would it look like? So maybe you'd say, oh, I have a house, or maybe I have a partner or kids and a car and a job or maybe it's none of that maybe it's all oh, i've traveled the world and or maybe it's i've achieved you know popularity or maybe it's i've achieved uh success within you know your your field your speciality whatever it may be you write like just a few things of, of, of if everything went perfect how would your life look in 10 years time and then on the other list you need to write if everything went really bad. So like when you mentioned about being afraid of being homeless. So you would write, okay, being homeless and you would write, you know, okay, yeah, not you know, having a mental breakdown or dying, or, you know, anything like this. You, you write these things and it needs to be personal to you. And what you'll find is a lot of people, they're like daydreamers, you know, they like to dream and daydream about, oh yeah, one day I'm going to do this and I'm going to get that. But that's really not enough motivation or inspiration to make them do it. Like when we had class earlier and I told you about so many people have ideas, but no, very few put those ideas into reality, mm. something tangible. And even if that idea fails, they learn something from it. So when you have these two lists, you'll probably find that it's a good way to kind of measure your life in the sense of how close to one side are you to the other. And you'll probably get more motivation from the bad list to kind of push you on than the good list of always trying to strive for more um you know so it's just something to think about but there's also another thing to understand that these huge things that you you're worrying about in the future they're not going to change overnight you know your worry of death or your worry of being homeless or you know your worry of getting a house or a job and responsibility in this routine all of this isn't going to change overnight but you can like uh they have a saying called like you know you can micromanage, you can just do little bits at a time. It's a a little bit like working out. You know, if you go to the gym, you're not going to see the results after one day. And if you go to the gym every day, you're not going to see the results after a week. But after a year, all these little micromanagement, all these things build up, and suddenly, you know, you, you you're fitter than you've ever been. 
same thing with diets you know so many people fail after the first hurdle because they try and they have like two weeks of like really intense dieting uh, i disagree with dieting but that's that's for another topic but anyway they've got these really <laughs> intense dieting and and they just think i don't see any results i'm unhappy mm. and they give up yeah so it's it's nice to kind of ha have that way but yeah like in regards to like death there's like a bloody hell there's a topic for you mm. <laughs> <laughs> so have any of you have any of you seen lord of the rings no no no. Oh. <laughs> okay. I have not. So, I'm 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 a big Lord of the Rings fan, um, <laughs> and I, I I like talking now. Now, my partner Ina, she has all of his books, not all of them, but a lot of them, and um, it it's in, Talking like he he lived through the first world war and the second world war and he had he lost a lot of friends and he took that inspiration and put it into books and one of the interesting the things that i always remember that it makes my heart melt but gandalf who's played by ian mckellen he has his speech where he's talking about death and there's this like battle that's about to commence and there's no point me going into characters you don't know but anyway one of the characters says oh you know they're scared of dying it's the waiting, you know, for this battle. It's the waiting to die. It's the worst thing. And Gandalf reassures him and he says this lovely thing. I'm going to butcher it. But how he says that, you know, death is not the end. Death is a path, one that we all must take. And it's very true that we all are going to die one day. But it's not the end. Now, whether you believe that to be some kind of religious, you go into heaven or whether you believe in reincarnation that you're born again or maybe your energy passes on you know into another state um it's definitely not the end you know but the other thing that's very important to remember like what you said sophia about making the most of your life is is we only know we have one so even if we do get reincarnated or even if we're born again and there's many strange things like there's this really interesting show on netflix called life after death where there are these young children and they talk about um like past lives yeah yeah i you, remember you yeah, yeah you should watch it and it, it is freaky yeah like and it's really like names and oh yeah i mean details mm -hmm. I mean, I told you about the lists. They wrote like a list of a hundred things That's of crazy. how they died, their life, their cat, the color of their car, their family, everything. And it's like spot on. Mm -hmm. And this is a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. And you think this isn't something that, you know, their parents are feeding them information. No, they, this, can't, they, they can't lie. No, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, when you see them on film, you would be able to tell because like if a child was being manipulated into saying something, yeah. they would constantly be looking up, you know, their parent or the dominant yeah. person. But it, it's scary. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, it, it's strange. Now, I'm a firm believer of, of science and I'm a massive fan of science fiction, but I'm also very understanding that yet science doesn't know everything we know. Now, just because we don't know everything doesn't mean that we have to jump to some crazy belief that, oh, it's, science fails because we don't know everything. Um, but it's, it, it's very interesting. And it, it, it does calm me, like, when I think about death and me dying, um, I'm. It does bring me peace. I'm not. I'm not afraid. I don't want to die. I have children. I want to grow up and see them get married and have kids and see their kids have kids. And, um, but, you know, 
I try to let my children know as well because when you have kids, I'd say the beautiful thing about having kids. So when you're talking about responsibility and families and stuff, ha- having a child can be really scary, you know, for many people because you suddenly have this huge responsibility, you know, and you have to have, you know, you need to work. Um, you need to do lots of different things to be able to support that kid. I'm still struggling with like Barnahagen, you know, like knowing what clothes to put them on. And I take my kids to Barnahagen and I swear the teachers look at me like I'm the worst parent. <laughs> they do, they look at me and they're like, oh, you, you know, your kid hasn't got, you know, the correct gloves or the correct hat. And I'm like, oh man, there's so many bloody things. Like in England, it's just a jacket. <laughs> you know, that's all you did. You just a jumper if it's slightly cold, but it's a jacket, jacket and trainers. Here we've got, like four or five different shoes for different weather all these different yeah. things <laughs> and especially in this time oh yeah okay we're right. talking about, be, about being alone yeah yeah and death and, and kids and stuff mm-hmm. death yeah. and kids be Jesus <laughs> Um, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so, good combination. So, like when we talk about responsibility, mm. hold up, let me just get my voice. Hello, Teth. Yeah, can hear me. Um, when we talk about responsibility, there are lots of stresses and worries when you have a kid. But one of the really like amazing things that I don't think people say enough is how your life changes. That you spend all your life worrying about you. So when I asked you the question earlier about. Um, you know, what you're afraid of in the future. All of these were like your personal questions. If you ask a parent what you're afraid of in the future, at least one of them answers, or should be, is about their child. Mm. And your life like changes drastically where you go from being very self-centered in a way, thinking about like, you know, your life, you think, when do I need to wake up? What am I going to eat? When am I going to exercise? Who am I going to talk to? It's all you, you, you. But when you have a child that instantly changes to where your first thought is, what is my kid going to eat? What is my kid going to wear? What is my kid, you know what I mean? And and that is such, for some people that may sound quite scary, but it's an amazing feeling because there's someone on this earth who means more than, you know, means more to you than you, than you mean to yourself. And it's an incredible feeling and it just grows. You know, it grows and grows and grows. And just to have that thought, because it, when we talk about these papers and trying to have motivation to like, you know, in 10 years time, not to be close to the worst case scenario and to try to be a bit closer to the best case scenario. Having kids is one of those that, yeah, you, you, it completely changes. So in my list, a lot of my things are about my kids, you know? If you'd asked me 10 years ago, yeah, it would have been about, oh, I wanted money or I wanted a house and I wanted these things and they're all natural. That's okay. There's nothing wrong in that. But for me now, it's all about how can I give my kid the best childhood, you know, irrelevant of money. How can I try to bring them up in a world that's forever changing and scary and all these things, but how can I bring them up and and educate them so they feel that they're valued? Because I worry about that a lot. I worry that you as students, you grow up in, in a in a world and an education system where it's it's all trivial. You all have to learn these things just to pass tests, but the knowledge you have isn't applicable to your lives. It's not meaningful. Not the majority of it anyway. A lot of stuff that you learn in school you'll forget after you've finished in a few uh-huh. years. 
Um, and, you know, when, when people, when you do have to go to work and you do have to find a job and all these things, you end up with an employer where you're made to feel replaceable. You know, oh, if you don't start work at this time, then we'll find someone else who can. Or if you don't put in these extra hours, we'll find someone who can. And it's it's awful, awful way to be. So like having self-worth and 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 knowing that, yeah, that you're valued and, and even within your job, knowing that you have something that um, isn't replaceable or not easily replaceable, that's very important. And that's why I like it here, you know, when I teach at Kultur School, because I do feel that, um, good luck finding another guy that can shake like me. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, you know, just anyway, it's that kind of thing. But it's it's um, yeah, but yeah, my, my ambitions have definitely changed. Like I do think that oh, should I try to be a better choreographer in the sense of going to Oslo or these bigger cities and doing all these bigger jobs, etc. But then that requires a lot of traveling and sacrifice, and I don't want to be away from my kids. You know, I did all that when I was young. So I'm happy being able to just be in one place, have a dog, do these simple things. And mm. it's lovely. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, do you, on the topic of death and all that, lot, do you like, <laughs> have any of you had any like weird ghostly experiences or s weird stuff happen to you? Yes. No, not really. No, okay, Emmy. <laughs> Take the mic, Emmy. Let's go. Um, well, um, uh, at home in my room, I had uh, this TV that you could say like, "Hey, TV," and it would turn on. Um, oh, is this like technology or like the ghost was controlling the TV? Um, it's I don't know. I I just find it weird because when I was sleeping in the middle of the night, I just woke up to the TV turning on. And Hold on, I, we're not talking about like some Siri or Amazon kind of like voice controlled. No, well, yes, but I don't. I couldn't have said "Hey, TV!" in the middle of the night. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. So I don't really know why the TV like turned on and off. And my grandma has also said she's seen someone in the house. <laughs> she's, she's seen someone while you've been sleeping <laughs> and she hasn't told you she comes in the room and sees this ghostly apparition just staring over you while you're just helpless there unconscious and she's like I better not tell her God I'd be worried about your grandma to be honest with you yeah alright um, I also had a friend who told me about how she had like a cabin or something and uh, they went upstairs and there was this one place in their attic that felt like they like they really felt like they were being strangled and they later found out that in that exact place someone had hung hung themselves oh god and when <sighs> they went to that place they feel like they were really being like strangled what the hell <laughs> yeah that's so scary i don't know how to be with that oh my god <laughs> that is weird i like the idea of ghosts like <laughs> not being strangled i don't like the idea of that we'll save that for another podcast but no, I, I like i like the idea of, of their ghost because let's say okay you die yeah you wake up you're in these like pearly gates and and they kind of maybe say oh you know what you're you're not quite into heaven but you're not also that's bad to go to hell so we're just going to leave you on earth for a bit while we make our decision and then you just, what, spend hundreds, thousands, even more years on earth just haunting people? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know. I, I would I, do it. <laughs> yeah. That is weird about the whole strangling thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a theory. Have I told you my theory on ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. God. So, <laughs> so like, I, I have a theory that when you see a ghost or when something's happening, so say your TV's turning on um, or people see stuff, I, I don't think that – now, I don't say – I don't think they're lying. I think that's important. There are so many – People who have had strange experiences, and I have many different stories I can tell you, but people who are, I, I don't think they're lying. I just think they're confusing. They're trying to make sense of what they see, and that automatically jumps to, oh, it was a ghost. Yeah. Because that's what we all hear, and that's what we learn. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's more about. Um, so I have kind of two different theories. So there's a theory of time. Okay. So it's a bit scientific, but. Time is relative, okay, meaning that um, we're experiencing time in our bubble. It's like an arrow always going forward. Mm. Now, we can't go backwards. We can't stop it. It's always continually going forward. But time is different. It can either run slower or it can go faster. And it's different when you talk about kind of the universe, okay, and how that affects and galactic-wise. A little bit like if you're – if you're on a planet a hundred light years away and you're looking at planet earth, you're seeing a hundred years in the past and that's happening now. So right now when someone's looking, they're seeing a hundred years in the past and they could be looking at a mic, you know, telescope, a big one. And uh, yeah, they're looking at that. If you have a planet that's, you know, a million light years away, they'll be seeing dinosaurs Yeah. right now. Okay. Shit. Happening. That's good. Now that that's fine because that's how long it takes for the light to travel. Oh, no. But I never about it. <laughs> you didn't think okay. No. So so I I like I have this theory that in a way everything is kind of maybe happening right now. Let's just put it that way. And what you see is like these echoes in mm-hmm. time. Like uh, so imagine so there's things called like a parallel universe where there are many different universes, many different worlds and I'm not going to go into this huge thing now but um, you know, there's another Lena in another Earth, but rather sitting here, you, you've got, you know, a red T-shirt on rather than a blue. Um, or maybe Lena in another universe, you know, you're, you're a man, yes? Or, you know, anything, yeah? N- now, they're all happening at the same time. We're all sharing the same space, but we're just, we can't contact each other. But if, if you imagine it like plates in a dishwasher, every now and then you're going to get them touching yeah. you're gonna hit friction mm. so you could see <gasps> someone walking in your room or in your cabin or you know some energy electrical energy whatever turning in the tv on you think oh that's a ghost that's a dead person but that could just be another interference what? of like what's happening I am so now <laughs> Are you? Oh, God. so yeah that, that is that one there's i have some other theories but Basically, in a nutshell, I don't think it's the dead. I like the thought of the idea of being dead. Like, if I was to die and I was to haunt people, I would have such a great time. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. The stuff I would pull. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's… I can imagine. But these are things I, I really enjoy just thinking about because it, it takes me out of myself. So the reason I suppose I, I, I like space and science fiction and all of this crazy stuff is because it's like a magic trick to me when i was young i used to love magic tricks and i would be like oh, wow how did you do that yeah and i kind of get that feeling from like science now when a scientific you know a discovery is made or some observation or something crazy i think wow that's amazing you know like a black hole people think like black holes for example are 
these huge, uh, you know, black holes sucking in mass and matter, um, you know, in the center of the, each galaxy. But a black hole could be tiny. So a black hole could, you know, you could have a black hole the size of an apple. Okay. Because it's all about, I'm going to go too scientific, but if, 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 if the, uh, the, <laughs> the mass of the object, however big, if that implodes, if that collapses inside itself, it will create a black hole. So you could have loads and loads of different black holes all around us, mm. but tiny, you know, and that can also influence different things, but, um, we only see the big ones and there's also white holes as well. Oh, do you know about white holes? No, no. no. Okay. So, uh. Yeah, okay, so, so I'll give you. I'll, I'll ask you. So, if you think if a black hole like sucks in time and and, and matter, space, and that mm. kind of thing, what do you think a white hole does? Maybe the reverse. Exactly. Yeah. Now we haven't found a white hole. Okay, it's not scientifically proven, but it was one of Einstein's theories, and Einstein had like a list of lots of different things, and they've pretty much all come true, oh. um, with the exception of two, oh. I think, and one of them is a white hole, and we haven't found it yet. Yeah. But it's yet. Yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and um, why haven't we learned about that in school? Yeah, yes. no, oh, this yeah. is interesting. Yeah, is we awesome? learn about no. like yeah. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and plants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I tell some crazy stuff about called plants. When we start thinking about um, death, if this is our topic, and dying, there's like this like type of fungus. Yes, um, I could be wrong. I need to check. It's either a fungus or like a plant, but they're in like rainforests. And if there's a dominant species, say if you have an ant mm. that's like dominating, that's eating everything and it's destroying this plant or fungus, it can recognize that the balance of life is gone a bit skewed. Yes, is a bit wonky. And it will release a certain toxin to kill that specific animal and that animal alone or insect or whatever so when an animal becomes more dominant it will start to say oh we're getting eaten up by all these ants or all of these bugs etc um and it will develop uh, a poison to kill to the whole the whole thing to get rid of it and the scary thing is then when you think about what are we doing to our planet earth oh we're We're, destroying it (laughs) of course we are and we're really good at it we are really good at it so (laughs) what's to say that nature won't answer back and do something like that Uh Uh just just specifically because the weird thing is if, if you take all humans out you know from planet earth everything else will thrive And it's weird, we have this like egocentric view that we're important. It's like aliens, when aliens come to the world, like what, what makes us think that they're going to be interested in us? They could see us just as like, okay, we have, have all this technology, this. we have all this ability, but we're mad people. We let these mad people in control of our countries, fighting each other, wars, killing each other. We have no idea how to use this, but I tell you what, dolphins, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. So they may want to come and visit yes. the dolphins or whales or, you know, they may be more interested in that. But anyway, it's uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so freaking you out. Yeah. Uh-huh. God. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. You're getting a bit cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have, any, have any questions for me? Do you have any weird, not weird questions, but just is there anything that, like, I don't know, about dancing i know we talk about you know that dancing anything about oh 
I, I think I have a question. Um, you like moved away when you were very young. Yes. But do you have any uh, family members who are like interested in dance, or is it just no, all you? It's just me. <laughs> it's yeah. just me. Okay, and you're like. <laughs> so I I I have um. I have a very bizarre and unique history, which I will talk about openly. Uh, I won't do it at the moment because um, I want to keep this light. <laughs> but <laughs> I, um, yeah, suppose in a nutshell, uh, yeah, so none of my family dance. My mum, you know, bless her, I love her to bits. She, she likes to take the credit, you know. She's like, oh, I could move and I could shake. And <laughs> I think I remember she did like a tap dance one year or something. Um, so I'll give her the credit if she wants that. I'm happy for that. But no one else. A lot of my family, they're just, they're very typical working class yeah. English people in the sense. Um, but yeah, so I, I I started dancing like I was 10 and I was in this school play Well, there was a school play, we all had to do it, and the teacher taught a dance, and I seemed to pick it up quite easily. That was it. And she said, oh, you should go to dance class. And I thought, yeah, all right, might as well. So she sent me to this place called Bodywork Dance Studio, which was in Cambridge, and um, it was a very good school. And I, I went there, like, after schools and started off, say, like, one class a week. And obviously that increased, two, three, four, et cetera. And um, I can remember I had to like make this decision because I, I really enjoyed football. Oh. So I, I used to play a lot of football and I also did a lot of karate. A lot oh, of fighting. that's good. Yeah. You have never told us that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of karate. So I, um, I, got, I got up to brown belt, I think, which is like one away from black. And What? I had to make this decision where I had to choose between, I had to do one. Uh -huh. Okay, so I had yes. three things I was really interested in and I had to do one. And sometimes in my life I've always thought, oh, God, man, I, I, I wish... I could have chose football instead, or I wish I could have chose yeah, karate, or I could have done something else. But um, this face isn't meant for punching, you know. So no, I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I and and I've always liked the idea of doing something different. You know, I, I grew up like in a very typical place, I suppose, a bit like yourself, where everyone just does the same thing. Yes. All the guys mm. just played football, and and that was it. And I kind of like the idea of oh, man, I, yeah, I'll do something different. So I chose dancing. And I did that and, um, you know, not to pat myself on the shoulder, but I did really well, especially from a young age. And I would, um, yeah, dance all around. And then um, I decided to audition for different dance schools uh, young when I was 16. And I, I got in, I chose the one London Studio Center because it did a bit of everything. Um, I auditioned for like Central Ballet, which I got in as well. Oh. But uh, I didn't just want to do ballet. And I didn't like the idea of dancing on Saturdays, which is really <laughs> bad. I know, because I remember my dad, he was saying that, you're not going to make it, mate. You're not If you don't dance on a Saturday, you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, maybe he was right in a sense. But, I, yeah, I just I, time off is just as important as time on. Yeah. And I didn't mm. want to go to a school where I was doing six days a week. And I didn't like the idea, you know, like what we talk about, everyone's really stiff. posh and stiff and mm -hmm. proper And here I am, some working class guy around all these people. I think I have nothing in common. But when I saw London Studio Centre, you know, they did drama and improvisation and stage fighting and dance and all these different things. And I just thought, yeah, I, I want to try all this. And I, yeah, I was one of the youngest, if not the 
you know, I was 16 and everyone else my age was 18. And um, yeah, that in itself has challenges and yeah, things. But yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I would say that the, the bad thing about like my life, I suppose, when I started so early, because I never had a high school, like all of you, you're in high school now. And I, I did, never had that experience. No. You know, I went from pretty much being a boy, you know, 16 year old boy, then into this, this dance school where, yeah, I was around men, men and women, you know. But I don't think you would have liked me if you'd have known me at sixteen or seventeen or eighteen. I was, I was, I was very, um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you like one story of something that happened to me when I was in college. I was in my first year, okay, and we had our end of year show, and it was all the years. Mm -hmm. So the first you have first and second year, and then in the third year you'd specialize in something. So you'd either specialize in ballet, contemporary, jazz, or musical theater. They had like four companies. Okay. And all of them in the end of year show, they would come and perform and they were like phenomenal. You know, you'd always look up to them and think, wow, they're, they're really good. So this was my first year and um, I did this hip hop dance. I did other dances, but there was this hip hop dance I did. And we had this hip hop teacher called Katie. She has this company now called Zoo Nation. She's phenomenal. I haven't seen her in years, but um, she she really liked, yeah. Um, she liked me as a dancer and we did this piece and it was a lot of fun. And then this during the general prova at the end of the general, at the end of the dress rehearsal, we uh, we all sat down and then the, um, the director of the show uh, pointed me out in front of everyone and told me oh. to like stand up yeah and i was thinking oh i'm gonna get praised and he slated me like what? in front of everyone <gasps> okay so i was 16 no okay i was just a boy and he was saying how how good everyone was except for me and how lazy what? and how awful i was oh, no. and how um you know i need to everyone has to you know for tomorrow everyone needs to be in the theater at three o'clock for the show but alex you need to be in at 9 a.m Oh, yeah, I what? mean, it was it was awful. And I was just sitting there kind of gobsmacked thinking, shit, what am I going to say? And then everyone started booing the director. Aww. So everyone on the stage started going, boo, and it just got louder and louder. And he was this old man. Uh, uh, of course. Barry. Yeah, he, he was like <laughs> yeah, nearly 70 at the time, I think. And he was furious that the whole school had mm. turned on him. And... I had to then someone, you know, he asked me, what do I think of this? You know? And I just said, I appreciate your, your opinion, Barry, but I'm going to go with the majority here. And I think I'm doing all right. Yes. <laughs> and he hated me for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I saw him maybe 20 minutes after that. And, um, everyone was saying that you should go talk to Barry because he's really, really pissed off about what you said. And I was like, all right. And again, I'm 16. I'm pissing my pants sort of thing. So anyway, I go and talk to him. I said, oh, excuse me, Barry. I just want to talk to you about what happened. And he just like put his finger, he pushed me, said, fuck off. Oh, oh yeah. He was brutal. Oh and it was, God. yeah. And, and I was like, God, man, am I going to get kicked out of this dance school? Like what's happened? I was on a scholarship. Mm. You know? And um, and that really scared me. And then, but it like what I kind of talk about dance, <clears throat> it did make me think a lot about, 
um, you know, myself, like, can I do better? And does he have a point, even though he did it in the wrong way? And I would never point anyone singular, you know, in no. front of everyone. You'd mm -hmm. talk to him privately. You'd, there's ways to go about things. Even though I'd never done what he had done, um, I did try to think, right, is there something I could do? So in the second year, uh, I, I really like tried to up my game because on the first year I was coasting just on my ability. And I could see people who I went to dance school with in the first year who were nowhere near as good as me, but they were working their ass off. And then yeah. when it came to the second year, I was like, shit, man, they're good. You know, it surpassed me. So that was like a real kick up the ass to kind of, okay, I need to get better. Yeah. And then we had a talk in a bar a year later and he was drunk. He was like, I'm sorry, mate. Oh. <laughs> but he did apologize. Yeah, he yeah. did. He yeah, did. I like drunk people and, and kids are the most honest people you can. Drunk people and kids. Yeah. 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 He's the most honest, honest people yeah. you can find. Yeah, I think it's very important to be. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you always honesty is the best policy it, yeah. it, we need more honest people and we need more kind people in the world yes, they're, they're yes. the things like when we obviously earlier when we spoke about your list if you can just have kindness rather than financial success and uh -huh. i know obviously you, I, I want you to have money and i want you to to be happy and comfortable but you could end up being a doctor and working 60 hour weeks and earning a lot of money but that doesn't mean you're going to be happy no that's why no, I think no. these doctors and they're phenomenal in what they do. Um, but so many people, they just see the money. Yes. And they go into that. And you don't think about all the other things that have to come with the work. And um, yeah, so try to, yeah, my advice, just try to do things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Don't Don't focus on, okay, I need to pick a subject that brings a lot of money because then then you're on a downward spiral. You really are. Because then you're constantly thinking about that. And it, money comes and goes. Yes. You know, mm. it comes mm. and goes. Yeah. But but you are like a dance teacher because you love dance, obviously. I, 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 but well, the honest answer is <laughs> I love teaching more than I love dance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I can, I get that. Yeah. But, but can you imagine yourself in like a normal, boring job? Because you, like a, a dance teacher here is not normal. <laughs> no, no, it's not. At all. Did I tell you about this like eight-year-old boy who <laughs> we didn't have an argument, but he he was basically <laughs> asking me. He was asking me like what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You told us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm a dance teacher, and he's like, no, no, no. What's your proper job? Yeah, like, that is my proper job. Anyway, that was yeah. Having to explain an eight-year-old. What is yeah, your, your, yeah, your, what your do you real do? job? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I had to say I'm a plumber. He was happy. Oh with my that. god. But um, what was your question again? I've completely. Can, can you imagine yourself in in a normal, boring job? And what what could it be? Yes, it's a short answer. And yes, I've had many normal, boring jobs. So, like a nurse, or I don't know. Well, I've never been a nurse. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't um, know. <laughs> I, I mean, That's like basic. <laughs> I've I've had so many different jobs. Like I, I used to um, DJ. Yeah, I used to yes. DJ, but I mean that that wouldn't be normal. I, I've worked in, um, uh, I've worked in like a gym as like a sales manager. I've worked in like obviously bars and restaurants. I, I've worked as um, like a in a printing factory where you have to print, you know, just oh. load up. So like when you get like these magazines in your post box, yeah, mm -hmm. like you know from Elsher mm -hmm. or whatever, someone has to load all the pages into oh. a printer to do oh. that. So. 
that was something I used to do. It's boring. Don't really, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, that's not boring. But oh yeah, trust me. Yes, but after eight I, hours, of yeah, that, okay, you'll yeah. be like gone. Right? <laughs> yeah. But that's not a like a common job. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, if I could just click my fingers and do anything, um, like I really like um, astronomy. Oh, you know, uh, I, I would love to be able to do something within you know space. Uh, but I'm my mathematics is just nowhere near good enough. Oh, nowhere yeah. near good. I had a really really bad because this is the thing about people just taking jobs, okay, for the sake of taking jobs. I, I grew up in Cambridge, and when I say the word Cambridge, people automatically think, "Oh, good education," you know. Oh. But I was in like working class area of Cambridge, which is the area you don't see on postcards, okay. <laughs> and we had some teachers who just taught because they got so much holiday a year you know oh. and there were the teachers who'd come into a room and be like, oh, i'll turn to page 36 and read and my maths teacher was and we had some very good teachers you know yeah. um but like the key subjects like maths throughout all of my yeah my normal school the five years of secondary school uh, my maths teacher was awful i mean he, his name was mr foster if you're listening, Mr. Foster, you may. <laughs> I've got a few things to say to you that I want to say on it. But anyway, he's, um, yeah, he used to wear this cardigan. He, he was like 25, but oh. he looked 60. <laughs> okay, he would, I swear his mum dressed him. He, it must have been, it must have been. He must, or, or his grandma. He's, he's living with someone who dressed him. And he, he would come in and he had no enthusiasm, no happiness, no oh. nothing. And he would just be like, oh, we're going to do Pythagoras or we're going to do this. And I like, okay, so when you're in school, do you have um, like tier classes? You have like, oh, maths A, which is for all the smart students, and then maths like D. Yes. Do you like yes. have this? Okay, mm, yeah. Kind of. So, yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a whole other thing. Um, talking about exams, when I was in primary school, the last year before you went into secondary school, okay, um, we had to have an exam and, and, that exam would then determine which classes we went into, okay, oh. into secondary school. And I wrote this like incredible story in my English exam about this bomb. Okay. I don't, I can't remember it. I just remember writing, yeah, bomb, but I spelt bomb wrong. Okay. It's like bomb in English is B-O-M-B. has like mm -hmm. a sign, yeah. But when I was 10, I just wrote B-O-M. Yes. Okay. But I failed because of that. Yeah. <laughs> so they put me in like, you know, the thick class. And, um, <laughs> so, and just because I remember, yeah, I remember the teacher telling me that, oh, it's an interesting story, but you don't know how to spell bombs. So we're going to put you in a thick class. And I was oh, like, oh, cheers. Oh, so throughout all of my first like three years in secondary school, I was in the bottom class and everything. And the problem when you're in the bottom class and everything in a school like I was in, the teachers don't care. No. You know, mm -hmm. I used to have a subject where, um, I don't know how many subjects you have to study in school, but say you have to do 10 subjects. Um, I got to do eight and I could do the two, the hours I would spend doing two other subjects, I basically got off and it'd be called study break. Mm. And it was all you, all we did is we would go to the library and we'd find the Where's Wally book and we'd have some competitions on like who can find Where's, was it Where's Wally? Where's Waldo? Mm. What do you call him? Yeah. You know, he's hiding with the little green, not green with the red. Mm. Yeah. And his dog, the dog tail is really hard to find. So anyway, so we would just do that. We'd waste our time away. And the teachers would let us. There wouldn't be any kind of, oh, do you want to learn about this or do you want to watch that? 
And then in my last two years, um, I, I started to realize like, okay, I should try. Yes. <laughs> because I never did any homework. Like I see the amount of pressure you're under. Yes. And I had a completely different education to, or what seems like anyway, than what you do. And I think, God, man, you're under so much pressure. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to call my podcast Free to Fail, because it's so important to have the freedom to fail when you're learning something. Failure is the greatest teacher. When you fail something, and you think about this, you know, if you're going to... So I remember the first time I had to dance with a girl. Okay, when I started dance classes... um, I had this like little social party. I don't know, maybe I was about like 12 years old and I had to uh, dance with this girl and it was this, yeah, young kids party. And everyone's like, oh, Alex, you're a dancer. You can go dance with her. And I went to kind of like approach her like this, mm. you know, like I'd learned in my class. So I kind of put my arm around her and she went like this, you know, with the two hands on my hips. Oh. And we had this really confusing moment where I was trying to pick up her hand and hold it to the side like a ballroom dancer. And she was trying to put her hand down back on the waist. And we had this moment of about 10 seconds of just confusion. We had no <laughs> idea what to do. And I was like, we didn't talk about this. We should have planned this beforehand. But <laughs> anyway, and I, I just remember thinking that like that failure and then we, she didn't want to dance after that. That embarrassed her in front of all of her friends and she left. Sad. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was okay. But I remember like just having that scar and thinking, okay, I can't, I, I can't expect to kind of know things, like me knowing, you know, how to ballroom dance. I can't kind of put that expectations on people who don't. And I should also understand how to read the room, that when somebody says, oh, you want to dance, it doesn't mean that they want to ballroom dance. It just means maybe they want to, yeah, just dance like normal people. Normal so, people. I, so like when we've had classes in the past and I'll talk to you about social dancing mm. and like reading someone, you know, like, oh, what is their rhythm or how's their energy? Like being able to try to understand that. So if you're ever, you know, like you've got Roos soon. Do you have Roos this year or is it next year? What? Roos, when oh, you're... Oh, yes, I am uh, Roos next year. Next year. Yes. So when you're there and you go to, you know, or even if you go to concerts and there are people, and if you ever want to talk to someone, you know, try to read their energy. Yes. If someone's very quiet and timid, then you then you approach them in that way. You don't approach them and start screaming, you know? <laughs> um, so I kind of learned that, yes, yeah, so, so failure is the greatest teacher and they don't, they don't allow, failure is looked down upon in school and it's a shame. It's a shame. Are we running out of time? No. No. We're not. Okay. So I wish you in school that you had the freedom to fail, you know, rather than, because I hear about your stresses. I hear about your worries of like, oh, if I don't get this grade, then I'm not going to get into university. I'm not going to study this subject. You okay? Would you need to go? No, no, but uh, Lina is uh, bleeding. Are you? <laughs> Shit, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. God, it's that ghost, isn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> It's that yeah. ghost. It's come. It's gone from strangling no to like. Idea. You should go. Yeah, go. Go clean yourself up. We can just talk. Yeah. for three hours. Yes. Yes. But oh. I am. Uh, I am agreed with the. Uh, the school system is like shitty. <laughs> We've had some very bad teachers. Yes. Like I remember, I had this one teacher, and I was like, what was I like ten, nine, and they made us write on like small notes, uh, things that we didn't like about our other classmates. What? what? And then like. Some hours later, they sat us down and they told us all these things. 
<laughs> all the things the other classmates didn't like was about it us. anonymous like uh, we, yes okay so, so it, it wasn't so well, emmy doesn't like the way you do your hair by no, the way on they just oh. told you that like oh you're annoying people don't like you for this and that and i was like nine nine <laughs> what, what's the point of what was like the i don't know Maybe being a better like, person be a better person <laughs> god see this yeah like what is the point like you, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know what you mean like if you're going to be a teacher, you need you need to care. Yes. And it doesn't say anything in my, you know, my job role that I need to care. I just need to do what they're asking me to do to teach. But I do care, you know. Yes. And it, it just takes a teacher. To, you know, you have to care about your students. You have to be aware of of um, you know, just just of their happiness. That, you know that, that their future is is pretty much in your hands because when you when you see someone who's successful in any field they'll always tell you a story about a good teacher that inspired them to do this or that you know they had a good maths teacher they had a good geography teacher they had a good pe teacher and that's why they you know so you do you, it's it's a shame that people aren't honest with themselves it's a little bit like parenting. Parenting is, is a very touchy subject. If I was to talk to your parents, okay, about how would they rate themselves as a parent or how would they rate your upbringing or, you know, like these kind of like really touchy subjects in a sense. Um, nobody taught them how to be a parent. They, they, they got their their parenting skills from either their family, their parents, you know, and if you, if, if you're unfortunate and you've grew, grew up in some like domestic violence or you, you're being abused physically or emotionally, then these are scars that are going to go with you for them when you have a family and maybe you don't know how to express your feelings than any other way than what you've been shown in the past. You know, history repeats itself. Those who ignore history repeat it. And the important thing about kind of being a parent is it's something you do need to learn because one of the worst things about me is not the worst. One of the things I really don't like about myself as, as a parent is when I can hear my parents inside of me. So let's say that my daughter, or my son misbehaves and my initial thought or my initial reaction is the same as how my dad or how my mum would have reacted. Mm. And I don't like that because then that's instinct. That's kind of, you know, this whole nature versus nurture sort of stuff. This, so I, I'm, I'm very big on talking to Ina and Ina reads a lot of parenting books about psychology and, and, and the importance of, you know, how do you say no? Mm. Because uh, like with a child, if you don't listen to the little things, how do you expect them to tell you the big things? And the amount of time I can see parents when their child's like, oh, I did this or I did that or in Barnahagen. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't care. And, and, and you know what I mean? They just see it as a little mm -hmm. thing. I've got too many things on. I go, listen to the little things yes. like this, micro, micromanage your, your, your time with your kids. And if you do this, then you'll reap the rewards. Now, this isn't something that, that comes naturally to me. I Again, I'm... Ina, she, she reads all these books. She comes to me. We talk about different articles. And it's great because we kind of learn together. And the fact that we can recognize our flaws 
is the first lesson is the most important thing because even if i do react badly or i do say something or ina does it's always nice that we can kind of look back and think oh i handled that wrong and then the next day or the next moment when we're with our kids we talk to them about it you know yes it's like an equal conversation now i'm not saying when i mention about your parents any of your parents are wrong they're not they've obviously they're doing a fantastic job but it you don't teach parenting like you don't go to a school to learn parenting it's just <laughs> people say oh it just comes naturally well yeah caring for a baby may come naturally and you learn in time but again if if you ignore history you're going to repeat it and this is why uh, i it saddens me like i'm a teacher and i know some students who i just feel like i worry about their home lives you know and i'm also in you know it, it's it's very tricky it's very difficult so that's why I like, like from dance, I say it has an umbrella effect because you, we dance in front of a mirror and it gives us a very honest self-reflection of who we are, how we look, what we do, how we handle ourselves in times of failure and not getting it right. And these are huge skills that I learned that helped me in every other department. Yes, in parenting or in, you know, anything else. So it... it Let's say that not that anyone's asking for my advice, but it'd always be just to, you know, if you're passionate, you want to learn something, please, please, you know, please watch videos. There's so many videos on YouTube on just, you know, good parenting, anything. L listen to people who are educated, people listen, you know, and, and, and see what's right and wrong and how that applies to you. People who are just ignorant or people who just think that, oh, they know everything already or it's fine. I know what's best. Mm. Then... That's where, unfortunately, your flaws will will shine through, and especially when you do something like dance. The amount of—I'm mean, not saying here specifically, but in the past, when I hear parents talk about, "Oh, they're putting their kids into dancing because they used to dance," and yes, they're like it, living, they're like living their, their dreams or their their, their, their ambition through their kids, and yeah. that's huge pressure. Your kid could be into something completely different. Yeah, you, you know, so just do things that make your kids happy. Let your children. And I know it's tough because there are many controlling people, but let them make the decisions for themselves. Let them fail themselves. Yes. Even if you're if you're wise, and I know that oh, if my daughter does this, she's going to fail. I still have to bite my lip and say, okay, if this is what you want to do, then 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 let's you know you learn that lesson yourself. And sometimes I'm right. Majority of the time, I'm wrong, <laughs> and that's the great thing, you know. Hmm. but yeah are you watching anything good on tv <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't watch like tv anymore Same. i don't Same. have it's all any just, time <laughs> it's all just netflix but, um, i uh i uh watch modern family <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really watching tv either no, no. Mm. I'm watching Castle again. Yeah, Castle. Mm. I I like series I can watch without like watching it, yeah. <laughs> so yes. I can have it in the background and just yes. Yes. do yeah. other things. Yeah. So I don't have to. Mm. It's not a story, and no, it's yeah, happening yeah, so, new things yeah, in yeah. every episode. Mm. So, are you, are you good at multitasking? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. It oh. depends. I'm awful at multitasking. Like if something's on TV and I want to be on my phone, 
I, I have no idea what's happened. No. You know, if, if I'm on my phone and vice versa, I can't do it. There is something about the brain, about the difference between female and male brains, that yes. females are, are more adapt to multitasking than, than males. But they say, like, multitasking, multitasking, yes, yeah. isn't real or is bad. And, but you're doing it, like, all the time. Mm. But you're, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about it. Yeah. God. By the way, I will have to say, all of your English is exceptional. Like oh, I know it's very you. difficult to to come on <laughs> to this podcast and to talk in English. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, yes. I can imagine. It's, it's very scary. It's like no. But yeah, but we, you're doing exce- I mean, you're doing exceptionally well. I mean, uh, this just how how talented and educated you are. The fact that you know you can speak English. And uh, and and you obviously yeah you speak Norwegian and then you have Nunosk as well or something yeah. you have to learn. and, and we um you know me we have French, French. and that's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. an easy language yeah. not an easy language no. yeah <laughs> so uh, do you think so Emmy I know that you mentioned about you would like to either go to England or America at some point did you mention that that you would like to maybe travel or work there or something do you think you're a different person do you think emmy the norwegian is different to emmy the english yes i think it's it's a very different from like what language i speak to how how i speak yeah and, and what i say okay and because it's interesting because like my two children they're bilingual you know they they speak norwegian and english and it's great because they speak english to each other but when i see them speaking norwegian to Eno, or even in school around friends mm. it's like looking at someone different yes mm-hmm. it is it really is yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah. and it's also the same like when Eno, when i hear her on the phone to her mum or someone and she's talking on the phone in norwegian I'm like who is this person <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this imposter that i'm with you know <laughs> yes and so that that's so I want to say thank you for obviously, yeah, being so good in English and not just in class because it it means I can be myself. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I know that comes at a cost with you, obviously, not feeling that you, you can maybe express yourselves in 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 how you want. But you're you're so well. But but the thing is that we have learned so much English from you. Yes. I would never have been this good at English if it wasn't for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, have, what about your English teacher? No, we we, we, we learn like <laughs> stupid things in yeah. in English, yes. and we have yeah. to like describe things that we would never. Uh, your English is probably better than mine. <laughs> what? And, and I mean, like dramatically, and yeah, I maybe, think, yes. and, and all of this because you. But uh, we, I don't think we I can't any speak of Norwegian. We are uh, no. no. I don't know what language we are. No. 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 Oh. But, but like uh, we, we practice it here we we actually yes. speak english yeah. here and it's I also, not like a lot of english in class mm, i also really enjoy talking english i don't really mm, know I feel why like a but a different I've, person <laughs> yes i've always also like because i have like so much american family yeah. i've always been like may i they said like i have to talk english if i'm gonna talk to them You've gone really American now with your accent. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it, it just shows like how how good of an ear you have for things like that, for language and for sound in general. You know, I don't have that. Like, I, I spent my whole life just speaking one language. In England, in school, we didn't 
we didn't start learning French until I was 12, what? which is very late. Yeah. You know, they say that you, you should really start to learn another language as young as possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because living in England, you don't hear any other language. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like we've got Spanish TV or French music or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you learn French for like one hour a week. And you don't learn to speak the language. You no. just learn how to say, oh, bonjour, je m'appelle, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just basic. It's the sort of things that make you really embarrassed when you go to France. Yes, <laughs> and you say, oh, yes. je m'appelle Alex, you know, <laughs> and you start adding this weird accent and they think you're, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> speak English. Yes. And, 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 and it has, we have this arrogance that everyone else should be able to speak English. And the shame thing is I did, I moved to Norway when I was 25. So you can imagine that I haven't been speaking or listening to any other language apart from English. And then when I come in 25, then suddenly I have to adapt. And it's like for years, all I could hear was this blah, 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 mumble. I couldn't determine like one word from the other. No. I, I had this huge mistake. Like when I first started teaching at Kultur School in Tromsø, we had this kid named Arschlak. Oh, now, this was my, f- like, first week, okay? And I'm hearing all these names I've never heard before. Mm. Yes, you know, I'm, like, looking around and going, what, you know, Kajay Tile and it's Shetel, you know? <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? And um, and I, I saw his name and I just thought, what, how am I going to do that? And I said, what's your name? And he said, Ashlak, like that. Now, the way that he said it, because, you know, he was a boy, he was young and he had this high voice. And he kind of, you know, is a little bit not so confident. I thought he said Arslik. No. <laughs> and I was like, your name's Arslik. And he must have thought because of my accent, he just nodded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a year, no. I was calling no. him Arslik. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't until he's like a parents meeting no. yeah, that his parents came over. I'm like, oh, yeah, your son Arslik, great boy. <laughs> and they're like, my son, what? And I just, I was awful. It was awful, oh awful, God. awful. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that just, just shows you like, even though, okay, the, the two words, when you say, yeah, arslik and arschlock, they don't sound really similar, but just my ear. Yes. As I said, you hear mm-hmm. these things and you're like, what? Um, it's like, even now, when I see solg, yes, on like shops. for solg. like Yeah, solg, solg yes, for yeah. sale. All I see is slag. Slag. Yeah, so like the A and the L change it's places. places. Yes. <laughs> what? So I know this is weird. So I'm walking around shops and I see signs everywhere saying slag, <laughs> slag, <laughs> come in here, slag. <laughs> and it's just, and I know it's, I don't know if some dyslexia, you know, dyslexia or something, but it's little things. It's things like that that I can't help that <laughs> these old habits just come out. And I think I'm never going to be you know bilingual i'm you know yes i can do my job in norwegian and i yes. I, I can i speak to my children and that's good because that's routine the problem is is when it's suddenly it doesn't become routine and someone starts talking about something I've, i don't know or i've never heard or you know if you want to have a political or a history talk about whatever or current affairs mm-hmm. about anything news i'm like this is a i'm a little bit out of my depth here <laughs> so I can do it with my job that's fine but then I also struggle with that and and so when I see my kids and when I see you you know just fluently just switching like when you're talking Norwegian earlier and you're just going 100 miles an hour and then you switch <laughs> and you talk to me it's an incredible ability yes. incredible <laughs> and there's so many people that you know that can't do that no we need to like think in, in English as well yes. I, I think in English and, and uh, I have 
had you as a dance teacher for many years and I count in English when yes. we dance. Yes. Yeah. I do yes. one, two, three, four, four five, six, six, seven, eight. eight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yeah, well, so uh, I'm yeah. like um yeah, just mm-hmm. that way. My, head, my head is just. Well, it's nice I've taught you something. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Just yes. how to count. Yeah, to we eight. can count. Yeah. Yeah. To, eight. To, eight. to eight. Yeah. Also, say the dance steps in my head in English. Yes. Mm. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, with the dance. Okay, so when we talk about language, I like to think that dance is my first language. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. there are things like art. Art is, is international. That you can have someone, you know, you know, you can have a painter from China and someone from Argentina will look at that painting and be able to appreciate it. Yes. You know, you can have mm-hmm. someone from Brazil who makes some music and you can have someone from Zimbabwe hear that piece of music and, and appreciate it. And the same with dance. Yes. You know, it, it's like... Everyone can understand. Yeah. It. And the same like mathematics, you know, the mm-hmm. same mathematics is the language of the universe. Yes. And, and math- math- mathematicians, that's how they you know that that's that's how they communicate that's what they know best and when we were talking earlier about the whole parenting thing i, I like to think that everyone has their own language of love and it's different so for some people someone's language of love may be just telling you oh yeah, yeah you did really well and that's them giving a lot if they're yes. someone that doesn't give mm-hmm. a lot and for you who may be outgoing that may be like all right cheers you know what I mean? It may not yes. seem like it. And if we go to the extreme, someone's language of love may be like violence or someone's language of love will be like, a, you know, swearing and getting really angry. Oh, you make me, I love you so much. I'm so angry. You know, in this kind of, in this awful That's thing. True. And, and And so it's understanding, obviously they're two extremes, but especially like within family and friends, it's being able to understand somebody's language of love that you may want you may be with someone and you may always want to, you know, be held or, or cuddle and, and, and kind of this kind of affection, but you may be with someone that that's not their language of love. Maybe their language of love is, is doing things for you. Like, okay, I, I made you food or I cleaned or I did, you know, it's kind of understanding um, many different people's way of, of, of expressing yes. their love and their feelings towards you. And I don't think people really think about that that much that, you know, we always look for these big gestures, you know, in a sense, or maybe we, or, or big gestures may, may scare us, you know, if we're someone who's more, um, you know, not so outgoing, you know? So it's, it's very important, especially with, even when it comes to friendships, you know, when you have your best friend, it's, it's being able to understand, like, what is their language of love, you know? Them saying that, oh, I'm a bit sad, maybe that's them really trying to open up to you, mm. you know, rather than just, oh, I'm a bit sad today. So, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I get, I mean, we go about the future. I get excited about y- your futures. I think it's like, I, like when we did the show early last week, we did a dance show and um, I spoke to you briefly on stage and I said, it, it, you give me very kind of nostalgic feelings and memories because when i'm seeing you like on stage and doing these things and having your lives ahead of you it does make me reminisce a lot about you know when when i was in that position and and feeling the same things that that you're going through etc and i'm very excited i i want you to know that your lives will turn out well as long as you you're enthusiastic and you you follow your your passions yeah 
your lives will turn out well. You know, there isn't such thing as a perfect life. You know, we grow up watching Disney films and thinking, oh, we're going to wait for <laughs> Prince Charming to come and save us. Or we're going to wait for this magic magical spell that changes our lives like winning the lottery it's like when i ask people like oh you know if you could wish one thing what would you wish and they say oh i wish i could win the lottery well no you wish you had money yes yeah. <laughs> basically in a nutshell and you don't have to wish that you can there are steps you can take to try to make that but yeah but i think i think you'll all be fine I, and if i see you homeless emmy i'll you know <laughs> i'll give you some money or something yes that would be great yeah <laughs> Yeah, unless your sister's earning a lot and then she can support you. Yeah. But oh well. Do you um what do you think like so you talk about like your future, Jess, so we spoke a bit about that. But what do you think how do you think the world will be different? Because when we talk about education, one of the other problems I have about education is they're preparing you for a world of today and not for a world of tomorrow. Mm. And we need, the world is going to be very different. And a little bit like even in the structure, when you talk of, you know, the government, that every four years things change. Okay. You know, different mm. leaders. And I understand all this, but you know, there's a pro and con to that. I'm not going to go into it in the moment, but I don't think I, I don't think as a world that we we are preparing enough for the future. And there's a saying that sticks with me, which is a society becomes great when old people plant trees that shade they'll never sit in. Which basically means that when people put things in place, mm. not for their own enjoyment, but for the f to benefit future, mm. you know. And I don't think the education system and i don't think politically we're really set up for that as well as we should be we seem to only deal with things when things go wrong yes it's like yeah. our bodies you know like your finger you cut your finger you know and you start thinking about your finger you've hurt your back or you hurt your knee that's when you start worrying about it and doing something yes rather than maintaining everything you know okay <laughs> like like now you know you, you're young and you're the fittest you'll be in your lives so you don't have to worry about it. But if you maintain a fitness, then your future self will thank you for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same say when it comes to I suppose my question to, to all of you and you can answer this is what is your prediction for like the future in the world in a sense? What do you think it what do you think will be good about it, but what also do you think will be bad about it? Like what do you do you talk about this stuff in school? No, no, no we don't no. talk about this. No. You don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think. Okay, we'll start. We'll start with Taya. We'll go on the other Taya. So, what, like, so if you could go twenty years into the future, yeah. What, what do you like about what you see, and what do you not like about what you see? Good God, uh, <laughs> God. Um, that's a hard question. Um, well, what do you think the biggest change? So from, from like the world of today, what do you think? Yeah. Just think of a change. What do you think will happen? Um, like, do you think that you'll be, um, obviously technology will change. Do you think that you'll be able to um, 
you know, say, say play a video game where you put on like a VR headset and you're in a different world and you don't know the difference. It has like this censored body where touch, smell and sight and taste is, is all digital, but it all feels the same. And you can play these, you know, video games that you're not just Taya from Narvik, you're <laughs> Princess Zelda or something like that. You know, and... um, I do not think we will be there. I think we will um, get more technology and better technology, but I don't think we will be there. At that stage. Yeah. yeah. Because if I think back to when I was in kindergarten, I thought like in 2020 we will be having flying cars or <laughs> yeah. all these things. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Sophia? Um... So the first thing that I am like, yeah, uh, I think about uh, love and equal. Uh, yes. What do you think will change? Like, well, how, how will that be different? How will love and equality? I think uh, a lot of people, like old people, or oh, old. <laughs> yeah. I love it that you looked at me when you said that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't, I don't think you're old. Yeah. It's all right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't um how can I how can I say it <laughs> I don't feel that they respect people uh, you don't think that we respect old people you don't think old not, people not respect the, us the old people are not uh, showing that much respect for for uh, people who love like different gender or yeah. and yeah, yeah. I I think like we can love whoever we want and uh, I, I think uh, the whole uh, Black Lives Matter thing we're up in is like really important, and I and I really hope it changes. Oh yeah, I, I and, yeah, uh, I, agree I, with you. We, we need to get rid of a few people. <laughs> there, there are always going to be bad apples. I, see, again, this comes down to the whole like being raised mm. that I don't understand why someone is gonna be so angry or, or, or have an interest in someone else's life no, that I doesn't and concern I, and them. And I hope our generation, like globally, yes. can push it in a positive direction. Yeah. And I, I really hope and know that we can. Yeah, good. Mm. You should go into politics. Yes, <laughs> what, I will. What do you think will be bad? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh Maybe the climate, climate change. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there are some like theories when it comes to the climate that there are some countries who want, um, you know, who are against kind of climate change. Mm. Or, no, not against it, but you know, you basically <laughs> want things to go wrong yeah. because it will benefit them. Mm. Now, I'm not saying this is true. They said this is all just conspiracies. But for example, countries like Russia and even up here in Scandinavia yes. and, and, you know, Canada, um, if things happen and, and the world obviously goes up to, yeah, two, three, four degrees, um, then there will be so many places in the world that, in you know, you can't live in anymore. No. Uninhabitable. And that means that colder countries like Scandinavia, yes, um, they'll be able to support life and everyone will rush to these, you know, northern countries and... Yes. Yeah. 
I don't I, like that. I, not say I don't like the idea. People, <laughs> of course, they can, but I, we have a chance to save it if we act now. Yes, and, and I, I, I really hope that our generation can. We need to be yeah. more in charge. And I don't think people are the general public. I don't think they really understand um, the importance of, of of climate change. Lots of people just think of it oh, as the ice caps are melting, and some places are going to flood, and some places are going to get hotter, and that's it. And I think I spoke to you a few weeks ago about yeah the yeah. virus and yeah there there are, there are diseases yeah. I have never you've never heard about that no yeah. no never I we only hear about. Uh, people need to move because of mm. water and yeah that, that's all you hear and, and yeah. for some people yeah. again like these lists that i talk about that's not really that I'm scary over. to someone <laughs> that's not really that scary <laughs> enough to, to, to change someone if you if you live in an area we think okay well that's not going to affect us mm. that's not going to then we'd be give like, them okay. that push to change um and I mean, f for those who don't know, I'll, I'll just explain. So, you know, there, there are loads of diseases that are frozen in these ice caps. You know, the Spanish flu, there are prehistoric Jurassic diseases, bacteria that, that are frozen, uh, you know, in the ice caps. And, and when they get released, I mean, you see how the world has dealt with the whole corona situation. Nobody, nobody's known how to deal with that, with the exception of New Zealand. I think they've done really well. But you imagine if it's a disease that, will kill you guaranteed mm. yeah. if you get that 90 yes. percent if you get that doesn't matter of age how how will we handle that Very and there, there's so many germs and diseases out there you imagine spanish flu comes people don't think about these whole bacterial things and i gave the example of um you know the, these animals uh yeah the, in serbia or something like that i'm gonna butcher this story but anyway there's these type of like um uh, like deer or, or etc and because they had a warmer winter than they normally do um, or warmer summer i don't know but it was up a few degrees this bacteria inside of their stomach basically evolved and it killed them all mm. and we have all this bacteria in our gut you know yeah. we don't think about it, we're multi-organism we are we, we're not mm. just you know mm. one person with this multi-organism we're in this perfect balance and when you start talking about you changing environment who knows what's going to happen inside us, let alone what's going to come out of the ice caps. You know, yeah. so there's so yeah. many things that people, it's not just, okay, flooding. And it's, and then the other thing that's also sad is we all think about like the apocalypse, that it's going to be some like doomsday that affects the whole world at once. Apocalypse are happening all the time. You know, there are wars in countries and there's, you know, earthquakes and there's tsunamis and there's mm. all these awful things that happen you know people the end of the world is happening for many people all over the world just because it's not happening to everyone at once we don't think of it as like an apocalypse you know as, yeah. as a bad thing but it's yeah so yeah emmy um i really think like technology in a way like like biology like gene technology and being able to change someone's genes and um, do, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. So if you could like predetermine or you could change, say, oh, I, I want green eyes or I want my child to be seven foot tall or I want, you know, <laughs> things like that. Like, do you think that you... Um, well, I think it's it's a bit of if both. Uh, we just had a podcast of this, which is like for a school project. You doing podcasts? It was a school project about oh, designer okay. babies. 
And I think there's both like negative and positive sides to yeah. it because like we the world would evolve so much if we were able to like go like longer without eating and like longer oh, without yeah. having to drink and just like everything of this I think the humanity would evolve but I also think that it could be used very badly so oh, yeah. if um like most people if they could like do something like fix their child um or like make them smarter they would like make their child smarter and then we would automatically don't have people in jobs like bus drivers and yeah like we would lose all those like you you lose diversity yes and like you imagine that even you take the basic things of like changing someone's appearance Mm. so you know then you think of everyone being born pretty much looking the same Mm. yeah the hair color may be different but everyone has okay this perfect nose or these perfect eyes or the jawline or whatever everyone will just they won't be they want to be unique Mm. and it's a little bit like you know aliens when you see a whole typical picture of an alien you know this slender short green person very little features um I'm not saying they're out there or they're real or anything, but but if you look at that for example, you think, okay, well, have they evolved where they've just all looked the same or have they genetically changed themselves? Like, as you mentioned, technology, are we going down this road where diversity is going to be a thing of, of, of the past, you know, in the way that we look? And everyone's going to have a typical, oh, yeah, I want my child to be, to have white skin or black skin or I want, you know what I mean? It's, it's I think diversity is very, very important. So, yeah, but for like helping things, if mm. someone has a, you know, a medical condition or anything like that, then yeah. Mm. But it's scary to play God. Yes. Yeah. And you also lose that, like, if it's your and your partner's kid, you kind of lose that, like, thing about that's your kid. Yeah. It's, it looks like someone else if you change the genes enough. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like yours. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes. Lena. Well, now we have really like spoken about everything, I think, but (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, Okay. So let's think about something fun. So if we talk about like technology, what would you like to see technology do that would help you in your life? For example, have you heard of like, um, was it augmented reality? Is that what I probably got that word wrong? But where you, um, so let's say you want to shop online and you see a, a, you know, some jeans or a jacket or a dress that you want, you could like have a mirror and you could look at yourself and oh. then that will come on. So you'd be able to see how yes. it will fit and how it will look. Yeah, that would be really helpful. Oh, well, I'll make that happen then. I'll go <laughs> yeah. talk to some tech people I know. <laughs> but yeah, but like, what, yeah, so what kind of technology would you like to see that you think, yeah, would, would, would that be know. good to you? Uh, I really don't know. Mm. Uh, Do you think when we talk about how like genetic you know, mutation. Do you think talent can also be, um, you know, like if, if, for example, if you want your, if you, say you want to be really good at football, do you think that that skill could be downloaded in you? Yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, 
Um, or like if you want to play the piano or something. Yeah. yeah. I think like about uh, Mozart. He was like really talented. and He was young. Yeah, wasn't he? and he was young. young. Yeah. Didn't he and write really, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, like five? Yeah. His first uh, oh, young, some, yeah. like big piece. He was like five or six years old. Yeah. And uh, really successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. these kid prodigies. That's you the other can. thing. Like when we talk about the world, <laughs> the idea of like hoping that we're just going to have another Einstein mm-hmm. be born and just fix all the world's problems. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one that, person. <laughs> like what a way to that, what a gamble that is. Yeah, you know that, mm-hmm. that that's not the case. You know, to fix the world problems, we all need to collectively do things yes, together. We're just waiting. <laughs> this is why <laughs> we need to have the freedom to fail within <laughs> our school system, so people grow up not being worried to try out an idea because mm. if you grow up in a system where you're not given that freedom to fail then let's say that you do have a great idea but then you're always worried that oh, okay but it's not perfect it's not right and maybe you have a job where they're not giving you the time or the ability to fail you know creativity is 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 so so important and it's not focused in schools enough it's strange because in Barnahagen and young schools, they're all creative. They're always drawing. They're always yes. doing these things. Mm-hmm. But then that creativity is slowly killed within you the older you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it should. Then it's you should still writing and reading. Analyzing. And, yes. and yeah. analyzing. Yes. Yep. God. I love it. Like, <laughs> 200 right. oh, years yeah. old pieces. <laughs> But yeah, we, we've been talking for a while now, so yes, thank you. Have. Yeah, this is it the first yeah. time, yeah, that we, yes. we've done all this. It's, it was fun. It's it been interesting. Really great being a guest. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> I have. I, I think I have learned <laughs> more than this hour or yeah, like yeah, this podcast mm. than I've learned in a long time. Oh, well, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's mm. good to hear. Well, I. I just a disclaimer i i don't pretend that i uh, i definitely don't know everything i know a lot i know a little about a lot let's put it that mm, way yes. mm-hmm. um and one thing that i do want to try to do with this podcast especially if you know i have young people listening is um you know i definitely want to to credit those that i've learned this from you know for example like i watch you know i i watch a lot of joe rogan podcast i watch a lot of um yeah. Anyway, lots of other different podcasts which I'll I'll, 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 I'll credit. And, when, and so when I talk about these things, you know, some of them are my thoughts and ideas, uh, and some of them I've learnt. You know, that's what learning is. Learning is when you think you know something, but then you discover another way of thinking, and you think, okay, I need to change. So, um, so yeah, that's the whole idea: is just talk about anything and nothing, and. You know, we'll we'll do other podcasts where maybe we go into more detail about different things. But I'm happy that you're learning. If I, if us getting together and talking is going to make you go home and go on YouTube and click, yeah, <laughs> click on different topics, ghosts strangling you yes. at night and all stuff. Yeah. It's important. I never even told you my ghost story, did I? But no, I'll save that save for it. another day. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. got yes. some. I got some freaky stuff. Like, what? yeah, but we're gonna I get save excited. that. Yeah. yeah, we'll save that for another day. Um, a little teaser. Yeah, and I'm gonna <laughs> try to because I also have a picture. I have three. I have three no. pictures of a ghost picture. here that I took. Oh, oh. Um, and it is. I took it in Key West in America. Oh, I've been there. 
You've, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the, the island of Key West is it's notoriously haunted. Okay, they um, no. Yeah, the, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. They have like loads <laughs> and loads. Know. Yeah, they do. So they've had some creepy stuff. Uh, I mean, God. Like the just place in general, or yeah, but they have loads of. Um, I mean, we're pushed for time, so I'm going to have to talk about this again. So maybe we can do this another time. Okay, yes. Yeah. And you have to remind yes. me. Yeah. But will, yeah, will, so anyway, in this will. Key West, I have this picture. So I, I'm trying to to find it. I think it's on my old PC, which I need to get it off. Or I think I sent it to my mum. So maybe my mum has it. But it's three pictures. And they say that when you take a picture of a ghost, you should not just take one, because obviously any blur can look like something. Yes. But you should take mm-hmm. like three or four pictures. And then you can see if there's something. And in these three pictures I have, you see this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. we'll leave that for, for next time, shall yes. we? Yes. yes. And if I get the pictures, then I'll put them up on the Free to Fail Facebook Ooh. site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, I have a Facebook page, yes. And, oh, yeah. um, oh. and then this will hopefully go out on Spotify and iTunes. and. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Lena. Thank you, Emmy. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs>